Welcome back to Jimmy Fame Presents More Pod for Your Bod. Sponsored by Charlie the Lizard Folks, Chicken Emporium, More Cluck for Your Buck. There's a bonus against the machine in there somewhere. I'll just copy it in from the first half. Boop. <laughs> Welcome to Jimmy Fame Presents Bonus Against the Machine, More Pod for Your Bod. Sponsored by Charlie the Lizard Folks, Chicken Emporium, More Cluck for Your Buck. I'm your GM, Jeff. And this is everybody. Hello. Astounding. Does anyone else see like a Bond villain standing over a Bond, uh, just like hurling pod at them? Because when I hear more pod for your bottom, imagining someone being tortured under the weight of several pod. Um, <laughs> and they're like, do you expect... Just that scene from The Crucible, <laughs> but it's podcasts instead of rocks. It's like more pods. <laughs> I don't expect you to pod, Mr. Bond. Ah, we're delightful. Yeah, we are. I couldn't decide what I wanted to say in Sean Connery's James Bond voice, and so I just did nothing instead. <laughs> uh, that's what's going on in this this time. Uh, Brand. Oh, boy. We are in for a treat. Sean Connery's yeah, James Bond voice, as opposed to all of his other many different accents he did over his years oh, yeah. as an actor. His Russian, it was like I was there. In Iron Russia. Da, da, comrade, indeed. Well, in Soviet Russia, accent does you, so. That's fair. So Marcus Ramos was Lithuanian. So why are we in this cave? Well, <laughs> when last we left our intrepid band of adventurers capably being played in second edition by our intrepid cast of all-stars, <laughs> they being former crewmates on the brass ship. Pretty sure it's the brass bounty. Let's see. I know the name of the ship of the adventure that I'm running. Brass ship. Brass bird. Brass bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were formerly crewmates on the Brass Bird together under Captain Renlock. The ship, of course, being famously finally captured uh, by the Andor Navy. Captain Renlock made a deal to let everybody out of prison under you know, in a shorter time while he remained. Each of you had gone off on your own separate ways, living your own separate piratical or otherwise lives. When Renlock's longtime companion, a mechanical bird named Kahlo, if you can't hear it, C-A-W-L-O, approached with a message letting you know that Captain Renlock had died and asking for everyone to meet together uh, where the ship had been sunk, sank, then got sinkified, big holes in it, now it's in the water. Uh, and there was apparently some sort of last adventure. Each of you received a fragment of a map and were reunited. You used your teamwork and general intelligence to assemble the fragments of the map into a whole with W, one composite unit of solid mappage, and in so doing, have tools at your disposal to solve riddles laid before you by the captain. There was the first riddle, 
Where do we even go from here? Ah, there is a beam of sunlight on the tiller, what some would call a ship's wheel. It's a tiller. And figured out the crazy first riddle. Turning the wheel all around to the right cardinal directions, and hey, secret passage opens up. Go through the secret passage. Oh no, big ants. Big ant fight. Crazily overpowered bird. We'll get to that. And then, no big deal. There's a statue to Gozra. Gozra, Gozray, if you will. And yada, 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 giant waterfall. Didn't mess around. Big splash, wet bludge. There's a whole situation. But eventually, the party prevailed, defeated the waterfall, and another passage was opened. That's where we find ourselves here, drenched in water. And you can almost see that as the water kind of drips off the feathers of Sphinx, it's like the overpoweredness also drips away. And he is now an appropriately leveled animal companion. Yeah, uh, Sphinx hates water despite being a giant seagull of some sort. It's canon. And unfortunately, it seems uh, they will no longer be performing at their uh, super-powered capacity in just an average bird situation. An average level five bird. Uh, well, in the spirit of Hiram, mourn the capabilities of an animal companion. Take a drink. Whew. Don't mind if I do. And in case you were wondering, listeners, this shouldn't even have to be said, but no time has passed. <laughs> no time has passed. We all retain a strong grasp on these rules. And our characters. It was a big battle. And Everyone was jumping. Can I volunteer to do the recap? I remember what happened. No way. So do I. <laughs> I was like, I'll just do it to keep it consistent. <laughs> I mean, none of us even had to remember. It just happened. No time has passed. Uh, and because no time has passed, we definitely remember... If I asked the question before whether this is a statue of the male version of Gaza or the female version, right? And what your answer was, which was, of course... I believe we established just seconds ago that this was female water Gaza. Okay, so it's the ocean Gaza, not the sky Gaza. Indeed. And now that we say this, I do remember going over this conversation before. That's because we just recently did it. So this second passageway previously discussed, is that this guy right here above uh, Sphinx's head? Yes, just past the appropriately powered animal companion, there is a passage that goes, well, looks like if anyone were to peer in, I'll do a legendary polygon reveal. And in tradition, Zach could speak my expertise at revealing light nothing is happening <laughs> yeah oh, are just, you re- okay just he's, clicking all over he's just he's he's building us up this i is, was gonna i'm really, gonna the tension is, the, is yeah. let's keep the excitement going oh, there we go there it, it was is. only the uh, like 17th times a charm well, brought to you by it. roll 20 <laughs> this is how we roll So it's a bit of a... The passage goes in three directions. Before you, you see 
options <laughs> how to go. <laughs> Words and paths. Boop. I am just all bloopers. Oops, all bloopers. Part two. More bloopers for your ear holes. Yeah, nope. they're gone. A different. I'm gonna path. say it. So more bloopers you say for your pooper. Anyway. <laughs> Is it another turning point, perhaps a fork stuck in the road? Mm-mm. It does resemble the second largest fork in the world. Uh, By what you mean, it kind of looks like a spatula. It could be a spatula, but one one will never one will never know. It would have to be like a pretty broken spatula, though, because the two different directions seem to arc off pretty dramatically. That's yeah, it's a terrible spatula. Uh, Can are I... you not cooking two burgers at once? No. Get on my level. <laughs> are Are you cooking burgers? Right vegan now, I just a mushroom. <laughs> He's cooking vegan burgers right now. It's impossible to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. I, I see what you did there. Sorry that if that was... joke was beyond you. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's it. Covered all of the non-meats. Boca. Sponsor Beyond Meat. Uh, we're all consuming handfuls of your raw product this evening. Appreciate mm. it. You're a real I'm morning star. Something my entirely silent uh, <laughs> chat Jamie's. pun that none of the audience can see was better. Better? <laughs> I caught Zach's music reference. Oh, uh, got it. Okay. You know, in the nothing end, to do with vegetarian food. he was right. In the end, nothing really matters. Lincoln Park outro. I'm going to bed. Um, we're doing great. 13 minutes in. I'm sure that we this is all so useful. We have far. seconds of content. Can I just toss a bird down there? <laughs> sure. Just go ahead and roll to huck a bird. I'll take roll an athletics check. Uh, or nature. Uh, yeah. So this pathway opened. It was a secret passage. You you never would have guessed it because this wasn't the second one that you just had happen with the opening of it. Oh boy. I'll take a drink of this coffee because uh-huh. I need more, apparently. I I'm gonna I'm gonna send Sphinx down, let's say the left one, and I will roll both stealth and percept to see what I see. Perfect. Great. Go murder here. bird! Slay them all. Yeah, and I'll let everyone else vamp while I try to remember my accent. Yeah. Uh, well, while that's happening, I think uh, Mejuli will send uh, Shirasen down the other passage. Uh, unfortunately, as he passes under the waterfall, all of his teeth fall out. Oh, no. And he loses his bite attack. But, uh, yeah, he will go the other way, also percepting and... Uh, Incredibly sending. dangerous cave. I don't think we should go under this waterfall. It seems like it's messing the animals up. Well, thankfully, the rest of us are normal. Looks around at... (laughs) Pretty judgmental against animals. Fair point. (laughs) Concession. Take a drink. That's a 22 on the stealth check. Um, So if there are spooky monsters, I maybe see them. In theory. Um, and a roll for perception. That's much lower. That is a... Wait for it. Oh, um, 16 for uh, perception. And low light vision with my normal powered bird. Okay. And this polygon reveal, might I say. I can't Ooh. wait to tell future generations that I was here for this. Man, you, you humbled me. 
but uh, we'll start at the the northern of the passages where Sphinx silently glides in like a very quiet bird in a word picture and percepts the the room that Sphinx sees it's flanked on both sides by wooden racks bedecked with old dust-covered weapons. Some appear to be in fine condition, while others appear to be nothing more than a rusted scrap. And Sphinx can see mere moments before Sphinx is seen. That familiar clockwork parrot sitting atop a small plaque at the far end of the chamber lit from above by a narrow shaft of light. And when Shiroshin... Shiroshin? Shiroshin. Yeah, when S-Money goes into the chamber towards the east, uh, that cavern corridor opens up into a naturally domed chamber. There's four stone pedestals standing before a small altar kind of arrayed in a semicircular pattern. Each of the uh, pedestals looks like there's a, a place, like a uh, little inlet, inlay, inlay. Looks like there's a little inlay for an object of some kind. And on the altar, there are in fact four stone sculptures. One sculpture depicts the sun. Another depicts a crescent moon. The third actually is a tablet with a small constellation of stars carved into it, uh, looking amazingly like something seen by the James Webb Telescope. And the fourth resembles a comet racing through the sky. The pedestals are identical, save for the fact that each has a shining coin set into its face. Starting on the left with copper, followed by silver, Gold and finally platinum. So you said these. That's interesting. Pedestals, pedestals are identical, but they have a plaque on on the front of them on the on the ground. Um, Zach's head has been replaced by a whole dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but answer the first part of that question. The second part was more of a statement. Yes, Zach's face has been replaced by a whole dog. Uh, and no, um, <clears throat> the pedestals are all the same, except for the coin on the front of them is different. On the altar itself, so it looks just like a table uh, on the map, but there's a stone altar, and there are four sculptures on the altar. There are a sculpture of the sun, a crescent moon, a small constellation of stars and a comet racing through the sky. The, okay, so we probably have to figure out... Okay. I thought you said they were already sitting on the various pedestals. I misunderstood that. I see what we got to do. So, of course, the bird and the fairy dragon relate these descriptions. It's incredible. It's true. Yeah, the bird back. comes back. I mean, mine's a like... familiar, so I'm assuming it can tell me. Yeah, <laughs> and and Julie uh, is also a bird, so Sphinx will just... Uh, you know, Sphinx, bird speak at it. Yeah, it comes back and is like, don't believe what your eyes are telling you. All this show is limitation. 
look with your understanding. I've been wanting to quote Jonathan Livingston Seagull since we started this, and I saw your little creature, <laughs> that's, so that's my headcanon is there a philosophical seabird. Totally. I had that same idea. Good job. <laughs> Dr. Livingston, I presume. <laughs> so where do we want to go, gang? The top or the side? Let's let the uh, familiars try to convince us which side. Jero playing theirs and Izzy playing theirs. I'm convinced. Let's go north. <laughs> it was a compelling argument. Well, it's an sort of emphatic cawing that comes that, you know, eventually translates to um, Kalo. Ka- ka- <laughs> it is. <laughs> George awaits. <laughs> Medicine, medical, metal, metal. Kalo. The metal bird that belonged to our good friend is up there, says Sphinx in charades. I actually don't know what they're able to communicate, so like it might just be insistent cawing. And we'll just I have do to love the, the charades idea. It just holds up the wing for one word. <laughs> one word. <laughs> Emulates word. on a phone. Bird. Call. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that said, uh, the, mo- the more compelling information might be the one with words. Assuming that familiars can do that, they can. We're level five. They can talk now. Well, the bird is a good omen. I I believe we should at least check it out before we puzzle ourselves with this lucre and cosmos. Mm. All right, then. Shall we head to the north? It's roughly my accent, I think. That or, you know, something else vaguely English, but we'll uh, offend three-fourths of our audience, and the rest of us will be fine. Doesn't matter. Uh... I think Mejuli, with uh, whatever her voice was, I think I did kind of like a screechy thing that I don't remember. She's a bird. Uh, maybe something like this, something kind of screechy, though that doesn't sound right, but that's her voice now. The waterfall. Uh, <laughs> waterfall. I think she's going to say that it sounds like what Shirasen found might take a little more work to puzzle out, so it's probably a good idea to check the north corridor where the bird went first. Maybe the bird will have a hint. And then she's gonna look down at the uh, dragon that just called that thing a bird and smack it. <laughs> right, so uh, to the north then. To the north. Things up then. Make a decision. Take a tiny slurp. A tiny slurp. <laughs> ah yes, uh, team slurp. I don't know if it's a team activity in particular, but uh, everyone take individual slurps. Very tiny. Oh, God. Wow, the Foley work there. (sighs) That's a bubbly bounce. Mango and passion fruit. God, I love passion fruit. Remember Jamba Juice? Uh, Okay, what do we find? Uh, So, so what do we see in the room? (laughs) So you see the aforementioned uh, eloquently communicated via charades. But now with your own eyes, you see the racks of weapons, some newer and in better shape than others, at least by wear and tear. Uh, and then the plaque in the corner at the far, by corner, I mean the far end of this kind of an inverted V-shaped room. Uh, and Kahlo is sitting atop it. 
pay no attention, side note, to the cartography. There is no statue. It's an odd map choice. It's just a plaque. Uh, <clears throat> but the plaque reads, Honor the weapons of the fallen dead, those who died in service upon the sea, but let not these tools go unused. For even in death they might help the living. Sounds like we ought to steal their weapons. And uh, I think uh, with that, Tola will just start like p- grabbing handfuls of weapons and shoving them in their bag. I don't think it really matters what the weapon is. I think Banram is going to like throw out his hands and say, hold on there. Well, it said right there on the ma- uh, plaque. Yeah, but the buckets. thing is, we got the, the other thing, like the map thing, and he'll pull that out and, oh, say, right. and point to it. I, I happen to be familiar with this particular passage because it was the piece they gave me. Like, I, I had this one before. Congratulations. Says, Pay homage Excellent reading. to the lost. Take not their blade or spear if you want to win the Pirate King's treasure. So, like, don't steal the weapons. <laughs> and Tolu very slowly takes out a handful of uh, sword and spear and just kind of puts it back on the shelf. I don't know what you're talking about. I've just been standing here looking at the weapons we weren't meant to steal. Well, I mean, on the brass bird, uh, what did we truly consider a way to honor the dead? I think we... Can I roll uh, knowledge of some type? I don't quite know what that means, but sure. For lore. No, um... <laughs> yeah, you could do any sort of, if you have a, a, a pirate lore nautical or sea appropriate lore... I definitely took lore have, alcohol instead. My bad. <laughs> what about I have a lore beach? <laughs> lore beach. beach. <laughs> we have meteorology. You can tell I us what the weather's going to be in this cave. <laughs> How about the ever popular lore comma bardic? Ooh, yep. That feels that counts for ooh, everything. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that's all the things. I'm going to roll really badly now, until, and then we're going to be screwed. I believe in you. It's a natural two for a ten. Oh no! Oh, you shouldn't have believed. <laughs> I'm a literal child. You forget because I have a beard and floofy hair. But... <laughs> ah yes, baby Banram Button. I do remember that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten until you said that. Uh, okay, so we've got a bardic two. So Plus what did I learn with ten. that too? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. And again, I've got a lore. You know, I'm going to go ahead and roll lore beach just in case. <laughs> but you said it came out to a 10. Yeah. A 10 total. DC 10. Oh, for sure. This was definitely something that was intended to be complex enough to require a lore check. So we're, we're crushing it. Um. 22 Lord Beach? I nailed my Lord Beach. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I gave myself a plus seven Lord Beach. Why did so no one man. tell me that's not helpful? <laughs> you just gotta get that suntan lotion right in between those <laughs> shoulder blades. That's where it always gets you. No one here is getting any, any burns. Not on my watch. Suntan lotion. Granted, most of us are animals. You protect me. Mm-hmm. 
So there is nothing else in the room besides the plaque and the weapons. Do, do any of the... And, and the, the precautionary warning is take none of the blades specifically? Spears? Blades and spears? Is that blades it? Blades or spears? Mm-hmm. Have is there we... anything that is not a blade or a spear? Yeah. 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 If you... And it's not even a, a seek check required. It's just the time of just kind of rifling through the shelves for one of you to do so. And I'm pretty sure rifling through a shelf makes you take a drink, so... Uh, uh would read Aura, which is basically uh, 2E's version of Detect Magic, help at all with this? Like, does anything stand out if I just kind of slowly wander around casting that along the uh, weapon racks. Yeah, so if you are reading Aura, you do in fact find three uh, mechanical mechanical, why do they say that word? You do find three uh, magical, that's the right word, you find three magical items. Uh, a magical longsword, a magical rapier, and a magical spear. Uh, and while you were read or reading Aura, I almost said read Aura-ing because that's the type of linguistic specialty one should expect with a graduate degree. Uh, and Hiram is looking through the shelves and etc. There are a couple things that you find that wouldn't fall under a spear or blade category. They don't detect as magic, but you do find a club and a gaff. Oh, like a hook. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, like a boarding hook. Exactly. Uh, So I think she'll she'll say, I found these items that are magical, but the problem is they're all blades. And according to the plaque, we shouldn't be touching them, but... Maybe everybody just take a look, mark what they are, and later on if we find out that it won't kill us or something, we can come back and take them. In in the meantime, I've found this club and gaff that neither qualify as a spear nor blade. Um, feel quite comfortable with the latter, I just need to put it into my path builder here. But I wouldn't mind using the gaff again someone wouldn't mind this fine bludgeon. Well, I applaud your ability to uh, use a, a political mishappening as a weapon, I, and then we'll just elbow, I don't know, the nearest person to them. Gaff. Uh, I, I laugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Out of character. Thanks. Is the plaque that the bird is on... It, it's, that was a plaque, correct? It wasn't something that was read by the bird? Like, we have not tried interacting with Callow yet. Right. Correct. Great. I'm going to mosey on over to there. Assuming it's in the same place as the statue that isn't there. Yes. It's weird. Statue, sorry, plaque plus construct bird equals statue. That's just kind of basic science. I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. Um, Oi, bird. Uh, 
So there seems to be something of a puzzle in this room, and maybe perhaps in the next room as well. Uh, do you have any hints for us, aside from not grabbing spears or knives or blades, etc.? And the bird does that cool, kind of rotating its head to the side thing. Uh, rotating, being leaning, that's the one. Different actions. The bird kind of leans its, cocks its head to one side, uh, and... It's kind of in this eerily mechanical voice that says, Don't be greedy. Just in life or with a gathering tool? You know what? Thank you. Uh, the bird says, Don't be greedy. I'll be taking, you know, just what I can carry and also sell uh, and perhaps store at home. So that feels reasonable to me. Uh, and you all can have as many blades and spears as you want. The bird is clearly listening and plotting against us we might want to kill the bird after you know, oh, you're talking right. about that bird right um, uh, sure yes. oh, why be that? specific we can work <laughs> out the details later kill, let's <laughs> say one to two of the birds present should die Suf- suffice it to say like if there are fewer birds when we leave that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's um, only good news for us can we uh, read that plaque just one more time in case we're missing something? Aye, let's have it read. Go ahead, Callo. <laughs> the bird <laughs> refuses to read the plaque, but the, <laughs> in your minds, you hear a my voice reading, and it says, Honor the weapons of the fallen dead, those who died in service upon the sea, but let not these tools go unused for even in death they might help the living so what if we take the magic weapons but only to use while we're in here to help us and then return them and she'll turn and look at the uh, mechanical parrot and say do do you think that would be okay speak bird doesn't say anything (laughs) uh the bird just kind of flaps its construct wings and just says, Don't be greedy! You don't get any sort of idea whether that is necessarily... A confirmation or a denial. Yeah, yeah. words. I'm not very smart, but I'm content with this gaff and club. Feel that there is something special about the distinction of blades and spears. Perhaps we hold on to these mundane items and and, and perhaps if we find a use for blades we come back. But I pulls out his super fancy rapier am not really in the market for, you know, attentions of another lady as it were. My accent changed near the end of that. Oh, Oh, it's been happening all day. It's the uh, the waterfall waterfall. probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that waterfall's weird. It makes it feel like two months have passed. When clearly no time has. Yes, very strange. All right, so, um, taking the gaff and the club, and, um... Take the gaff and the club and, uh, head back south toward the, uh, puzzle. To the other end of the spatula. As it were. You know, my mother used to say that, uh... 
head back south toward the other end of the spatula. And I hadn't known what she meant for the longest time. And now I do know, I have no idea where in Europe I'm from. I don't know. <laughs> I just frequent all parts. I know. There. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <up> a, <laughs> it's like the mid-Atlantic accent. I did my study abroad. <laughs> uh, I visited Paris once. Yeah, no, that, that waterfall is basically just the, what is it, the the River of Levy or whatever. We have all just, the waters of forgetting. Oh, the Levy. Levy. L-E-T-H-E. Yeah. Miss Levy. Not sticks, it's one of the other ones. Yeah, Levy is the other one. That's the one I'm thinking of, right? There's three, aren't there? I thought there, I think there's Yeah, but Levy is the forgetting one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Levy's the forgetting. There are one. like a lot more than three rivers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not in Greek mythology. Beach. They only got that the three. Beautiful. That was Those a lore beach. <laughs> lore beach <laughs> coming through. <laughs> that was a straight 27 right there. Boom. Oh, uh, this, is, this is all going so well. I'm so excited to solve this puzzle. So walk right. me through, before we before we leap headlong to the other side of the spatula, did anyone take weapons? If so, who took what? I took a gaff. I don't know who took the bludgeon. Yeah, did anybody want to take the club? I have a stick already, but I can take the club if nobody else wanted to take it. I have no idea whether or not I can use the club, but I'm not particularly interested in adding it to my... Character the club sheet, is so simple, so everyone should be proficient with it. Yeah, I guess Banram could take the club. Only proficient in Tengu weapons. <laughs> I guess Banram took the, um, the club. I would say Tolu probably has a little stash just like near the wall of the cave, but would not have left the room with them after um, Banram's cryptic warning. It was not <laughs> yes, cryptic. Kind of like it was gathered everything together into a swag bag and tossed it in the corner. Right, just so you're right. No, I'll grab that on my way out. Okay. Then, yeah, now that the party has assembled in front of the altar, you can see, in fact, that there is something carved into the top of it that wasn't quite perceptible to the familiar, and I will r- reveal. Well, <laughs> oh, a handout number two, not included in the nice. digital asset at all. Why do you, you ask? I, I don't know. Should be. Just you wait. <laughs> Coming in hot. Whoa. Carved onto the top of the altar is the following. To find your way, you must be able to navigate by the sun, the moon, and the stars, preying upon a lucky comet to find your way home. The sun is mighty in value, worth more and placed before the stars. The moon and her pale radiance can't be gold or copper. To spy a comet is worth a hundred times what you might get for glancing upon the moon. The stars come out right before the moon rises. I need to figure out how to do this in character because I already solved it like two minutes ago. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like my bird person doesn't have the same knowledge. Yeah, I'm trying to be like, would my person be able to figure this out? Yes, it's a very smart podcast, everyone. Good job. Since the moon can't be gold or copper and the comet has to be at least two above it, that means then the moon 
must be silver, right? Because the moon couldn't be platinum if the comet has to be above. So that's two of them. Right. And then and the- she'll turn to the other two members of the party. Do you two know the other two? We said the moon was platinum. Did we say the moon was platinum? No, we said the moon is silver. Silver. Uh, the moon was silver. Yeah, and then comet would be platinum. Right. No time has passed. No time has passed. And if we know a comet is worth a hundred times what we could say from the moon slash silver, we could probably say that one's platinum. There, I've contributed. I've done my That's part. I do if, that. If the comet is worth a hundred times more than the moon, I mean, it's probably worth more than the treasure, right? We could just take the comet and be done with the whole thing. I, I, You're not wrong. I think it's meant... I think it's meant to be like a, a riddle or a metaphor. Not that this comet statue is actually worth more than the real sun. I think uh, Tolu kind of crouches down, perhaps unnecessarily, in front of Van um, and is like, so we've got uh, platinum, we've got silver. I don't remember we had, what the other one we had was. Did we have copper or gold? Uh I believe we, uh, we assigned, didn't have either of those yet. Yeah, oh. we assigned copper to to the lowest of them, so I believe that was stars as it came first. Right. All right. So we've got three of the four, and now you say the fourth one for fairness. I don't remember what the fourth one is. Sorry about that. No, we just said we just said it was whatever one I didn't just say. Like the sun. Gold. Yeah. Gold. Excellent job, buddy. That's it. Participation. <laughs> he gives himself a gold star. <laughs> Not you. You don't take a drink. You're a no, child. I, yeah, that would be. <laughs> Here's a sippy cup. I don't get carded, but it, you know, I, I tell the bartender because <laughs> I'm, I'm eight. a child. I just <laughs> throw a couple ice cubes in there. It's fine. It'll water it down. That's 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 up to your parents, perhaps. I'm so a I'll terrible ask. babysitter. Let's yes, go. Agreed. I don't have parents. I spontaneously formed on the dead. Oh right, all oh, right. Okay, well then I'll By say. will. Several ice cubes. Then so many ice cubes. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've got the. Let's do the riddle making. Oh, I guess we'll put one piece of those on each little soup. Then, do we have a platinum? Have I missed something? No, there's a coin in each one. Change no. accents again. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, but yeah. does it matter that it says the sun is mighty in value, worth more, and placed before the stars? It. Oh, as it in like the stars. order. The stars oh. are uh, copper. But it also right, right. But if there could be an order as well, because the stars come out right before the moon rises. But also oh. in the map that I've just had up on the screen the whole oh, time, yeah. because I'm not messing around here says, lost at sea, remember that the one that is worth the most always goes last. Well, that seems... Oh, so we have to put them in a certain order? Do we have to set them down on a certain order? I think we do. We have to set them down in a certain order. Well, okay, but that still gives us three of four instructions. So we've got three of the four directions, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we have all... We know know what all four are. We're just wondering if we have to set them on from, like, lowest to highest. Right, and it does seem like we have to do that. So we've got yeah. stars come out before the moon rises, the highest value comes out last, and the, uh, let's see, worth more in place before the stars. So that's going to be... 
copper. No, not copper. Right? Which one? Something. I think Moon maybe stars? we should set the sun on the gold first, because it said that the sun comes before the rest. Oh, okay. and then platinum should go last. Yeah. Stars go so, before the moon, so and the moon goes go. before yes. the star. No, that's not yeah. right. Sun. Before the con- Moon yeah. goes before the star. Mm. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. I'm done so now. That's I, it. I've contributed. Yeah. Um, Majuli is going to pick up the uh, sun and set it down onto the platform with the gold piece on it and kind of like wince away like she's expecting something bad to happen. In the inlet? In the outlet? The inlet? Mm-hmm. Just a, the receptacle? It in there. <laughs> well, she sets it on top of the thing, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? On top of the, uh, what do you call it? Platform? Pillar? It's like a USB-A, and you try to put it on, and like, oh, no, it's going to fall over. <laughs> they turn around the other way, and Let's nothing see, happens, and it seems like a bit. Worth more in place before the stars. Uh, uh, oh. Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> I went first last time. No. While they're I fighting, I think Banram is going to grab the stars and pop them on top of copper. Yep. I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and grab the moon which we've discussed is... No, because moon is platinum. I lied. No, no comet's platinum. No, moon is fine. I'm going to put the moon next. <laughs> on the... Kill. People are going to assume Kyo I don't know Mooch. how to do riddles, and I do. Stand over here. It's fine. And Hiram will place the comet onto the platinum. Take a drink. As the comet is placed on the platinum platform, all four sculptures glow with a radiance matching their pillar before they float upwards toward the ceiling to create a vibrant illusion of the sky, the sun setting on the ocean with the stars and moon rising before a flash that resolves with a streaking comet overhead. And once the illusion dissipates, you're not going to believe this, (laughs) Uh, but another door opens (laughs) in the northeast of this very chamber. What? It appears to be another door, lads. <laughs> Fantastic puzzling. Great job. Hands in, everybody. And wings, or, you know, claws if you've got them. It doesn't really matter. Appendages in all. <laughs> Whatever your most dexterous appendage. It's so it's really brain. fun. Why, why save this for the end when I could say it now? <laughs> Uh, had you not solved that correctly, a tremendous gust of wind would have blown the statues uh, all off the pedestals and uh, potentially knocked you prone and dealt 4d6 bludgeoning damage. 
Wow. To each of you, if you failed to save, it's intense. Excellent catch, Sam, or Banrum, and the order thing, or Zach. Yeah, no. Good job, team. Would have killed us because. I didn't think twice about the order. My bird yeah. would have gone right in the water again and been a different accent and a different type of bird and much less powered. <laughs> Comes back a level three badger. <laughs> <laughs> a wee canary speaking with a southern accent. The weeest of canaries. <laughs> tweet, tweet, bless your heart. It's <laughs> uh, adorable. Why should the familiars have all the fun? Hiram walks into the room. All right. Best of luck, then. The door slams shut behind Hiram. (laughs) Water begins rising inside the chamber. That's why the familiars can fly. (laughs) Yeah, Banrum will dance his way in so that when we inevitably get in a boss fight, he can use performance for initiative. (laughs) (laughs) He's just popping and locking. The whole way. <laughs> the whole way. I'll tell Imagining you what. The if boss there's a boss scene, fight. Okay. Oh, if there's a boss fight, <laughs> thousand percent permission grid. Because <laughs> that's hip hop. I'm gonna find that scene and just drop it in the uh, Discord oh, for everyone. <laughs> I need a minute to compose myself. Oh, the roiling ocean. The rolling. It's not boiling. The rolling ocean has been painted on the walls of this chamber in faded blues and pale white. Opposite the entrance is a raised platform with an enormous stone throne set against a far wall. An equally large skeleton sits on the throne, clad in the raiment of a pirate, complete with a patch over one of its empty eye sockets. The voice of your former captain calls out from the darkness. My old friends, you have come so far and the end is just over the horizon. I hope you will face this final test together and learn, as I have, that you can rely, that you can only step into the future by overcoming your past. As the voice fades, the giant skeleton suddenly stirs, standing up and drawing a massive scimitar. With a nightmarish clatter, it stumbles forward to attack and shocking everyone. We're going to roll for initiative. (laughs) Okay, but everyone saw Jeff get super big on shocking, right? We all saw that? Is everyone still in together together mode? mode Uh, You're the only one still in together mode. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Tell my really rolling performance. Absolutely. You came in popping and locking. This is uh, this is a dance if fight. If Majuli says, "Holy crap!" Can I roll with my religion instead <laughs> of my perception? <laughs> I don't know what you're ruminating about. If Tolu says, "Look at the sand," behold the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I totally wasted the uh, plus thirteen performance, total of seventeen. Total waste, it's just most of the waste. Where is my initiative? It's your perception. It's my. Oh, oh, thank you. Okay, great. 
Deception. Deception. Got it. Got it. Found it. Whoa, that's my initiative? <laughs> so high. I wasn't really enforcing a an exploration mode activity sort of thing in the first half that we just played. So I didn't want to you know, switch that over this time around. So yeah, perception. I, mean, I feel like any of us that weren't actively popping and locking were probably percepting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stealthing. That's my general rule. I'm either popping and locking or percepting. <laughs> Well, you certainly can't observe while you're popping and locking. Absolutely not. Not if you want to really hit those angles. Locks. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> concentrate. Fully <laughs> be popping. Yeah, when you're when you're band room, you're popping and locking loaded. Oh, that was funny. Uh, I like that. You're one. Such a weird baby. <laughs> <laughs> You with these you're days. Drunk with your ice beer and your <laughs> popping and locking. Uh, what, uh, what was the total there for old Tolu? Uh, 22. Which seems high, but I'll take it. Change the accent again. It's okay. Fine. Then. Coming in rather live for a dead man. Uh, the skeleton with a 31 total initiative does get to act first and thanks to the flavor text of Jason Bullman uh, he is canonically already standing and so I don't need to use an action to stand instead that's cheating hey it's you know Adam on Twitter I'm gonna I'm gonna pop and lock right at him. Good. Uh, I, I would. Uh, it will then step. No, it will stride forward. And get here. Get to within 10 feet as though its size gives it some sort of reach. And it will level its rather substantial gaff hook at conveniently right kind of before him. Banrum, Majuli, and Hiram were kind of arrayed in a diagonal. Majuli was the straightest target shot from the throne and will receive the following vicious strike. Coming at you for a, a total of a 29 to hit. Nice. Ugh, that does hit. Is that a crit? Uh, it is not a crit. It's only seven above. Excellent. I have a very high AC. You monster. That is probably a good thing, but who could say? I'm sure crits are not a big deal. Uh, so just a regular... Uh, hit doing a mere 26 piercing damage to Majuli. That's, that's a lot of damage. 26? That's a good chunk of damage. I did roll nearly that's max, if that helps. I rolled no, very high on my low. dice. Gonna, it would help if you'd roll again and get something lower. Yeah, if you could just do that one more time. Oh, that's. I should have thought of that in the first place. I apologize. I. Uh, 
Uh, so I just accidentally told myself to heal by 26. Stride, strike, and swinging the gaff down again. Uh, oh, 26 to hit. Said so you said it was seven over, so that's still gonna get ya. Yeah, that is still a hit. Okay. Uh, not as high, but still pretty good damage. 23 piercing. Uh, I am down. I had 20 HP left. Oh, oh no! Ow. So that puts you dying one, right? Dying one, yeah. No crits, so you're not beeping and popping down the dying. Can you move before Skellington in order? Yes. So, basically just to the end of the... Yikes. That was a a savage opener from this skeleton. It's like, hey, thanks, Captain Renlock, for bringing me here and then murdering me. Pretty passive-aggressive. I'm Uh, concerned. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a turn. But now... Hiram is up, and you're fine. Hiram, uh, taking a sip from his ever-full tankard, <coughs> um, is still holding the gaff. Oh, yep. Sorry. Taking a sip. <laughs> One still <action>. holding. <laughs> still holding the gaff, um, even though he does have a rapier that is his divine bond, which has disrupting on it, but he still wants to hold out. Because of the wisdom of the bird in the cave. So with his gaff, he uh, takes a step. And first, let's have fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a trip. This is a trip weapon. I got some athletics. I don't ever do combat maneuvers like ever. So yeah. This is an old athletics roll against, I believe, uh, it's like your reflex DC, in the case. Yes, and unfortunately, that was good, but not quite enough to take the legs out from under this big old skelly boy. So, um, I know iterative attacks take the multi-attack penalty of like negative five or whatever. Does that also apply to combat maneuvers as well? If it has the attack traits, which I believe it, combat maneuvers do. Which, yes, uh, they mm-hmm. do. So it would... It would indeed uh, qualify with the multi-attack penalty. I'm still going to try it again. You put my friend down, I put you down. I am an agent of equality in all things. And I'm vamping. Worse. So he just desperately tries again with that gaff and just like maybe hooks a tiny piece of like patella, brings it back to him, not not injuring the skeleton at all, but being like, I have a kneecap. Indeed. Yeah. You you managed to, to scrape harmlessly just an ooch of cartilage. And uh, doesn't quite hit. Uh, well kneecaps and nightcaps, am I right? You are not this wrong. still like half full. Loving these tiny suits. And that's my turn. I got nothing. Okay, okay. That's fine. It's probably fine. <clears throat> uh, that brings us then to Tolu and the uh, 
adequately powered sphinx. Let's do um, do a hunted prey at the skeleton. Um, I don't believe that allows for an additional strike this time, but um, that it could be, or maybe it does, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, that'll so be one action. So hunt prey is one action. Great. And then you hunt could prey. use your second action to hunt a shot if you wanted to. Yes, okay, so let's do hunt prey, one action. The second action will be, um, I'll come back to in a second, will be just the, yeah, hunted prey shot. Third action, I'm going to send my bird out uh, with significantly less power just to um, attempt to strike. Now I have the support benefit that will uh, allow 1d4 bleed. I'm assuming a skeleton doesn't bleed, but I would like to try and just claw its little face and, you know, create a distraction in any other way possible. Um, Or I guess just do regular damage if I can't bleed it. So if you want to get the support benefit, you would send your bird in before you attack. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I'm figuring I can just do, yeah, okay. So we can send the bird in as my first action, second action, hunted prey, third action, hunted shot. Um, My bird's second action will be to, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember if the flying count is part of the action. Mm. I think the the flying is one action and then the support is the other. Yes, if if you have the bird attack, then you don't get the support benefit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, word. no, that'll be, that'll be, yeah, it's next turn around. Um, but I will have it attack. Um, and then next time if I attack it, that should theoretically work if we decide bleeding is okay. So um, go ahead, bird. I will also make a just regular attack roll for Tolu with the bow. That is just the worst. I think that's going to be a 19 total. So a 19 does not hit with hunted, yeah. hunt, uh, hunted shot. You do get to, to make a second shot it will have a minus five um you said a minus five so nine thirteen twenty two unfortunately that does not hit either oh that's such a bummer i don't even know what an arrow is going to do to a skeleton um well let's see if bird hits come on bird oh that's a natural one bird does nothing we're all gonna die here well one, one. I have to ask, where, where would you have flown, um, Sphinx? Where would Sphinx be? You could move Sphinx on the map. Oh right, yes. I forget about that every time. I think Sphinx is going to be just in its face, trying to distract it, uh, unless it has some sort of like, uh, like a giant push button on it that says push to deconstruct or anything like that. In which case, I'll aim for that. No, I was just wondering. I didn't know if you would have had him like fly around to. I don't know how much movement he has. Although I should Sixty know. feet. So Whether it I had will, enough yeah. to like flank or just. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him around back, just claw at the skeletons. He has sixty feet of fly speed, so we could definitely could yes. could swing around if you'd wanted him to fly. Uh, because the reason I ask is suddenly, with the with the, the bird behind that second arrow does hit. <laughs> Amazing. It's wow. wild. What crazy times, okay. It's like the, uh, the flapping of the wings just sort of Just a, additional, it. just kind of shove the arrow into the right way. All right, let's roll my 1d8. Oh, that's an eight. That's nice. That's that is nice. Plus, yeah. I don't know, two? Well, Plus one. This new is, sheet is stressing me out, everyone. Is it a short bow or a long bow? It is a composite long bow. Uh, and... You also get the 
Yeah, so it's not a, a yeah, if it's with plus your strength, it'll be plus two. Great. All right, so 10 uh, And you point. do get that second D, uh, D8 because it's your first Talk hit. Shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find that other thing because it was so much more helpful. Thanks, everyone, and we'll edit the last 15 minutes out. <laughs> um, that's my turn. What was the other D8? Oh, other D8, right. Yes, you just said that. That is a two. Two. So we're looking at eight, two, and two for a total 12. of 12. yeah. It doesn't look like all of that goes through. That is fair. But you did damage the skeleton. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Which would then bring us to Banroom popping and locking. Banroom is going to pop and lock and then begin accompanying himself with a hymn of healing. And he'll say, so many times it happens so fast. You trade your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on those dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight rising up to the challenge of our rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. And that hymn of healing burns a focus point and grants uh, Majuli fast healing six and six temporary hit points. Nice. And then that was two actions. With his third action, he is going to inspire courage, but he's going to use a free action to use lingering composition. So there's a performance check versus the DC of the boss, I believe. Or our DCs, maybe our DCs. It's the standard DC per level. Okay. I don't know what that DC is. I do. Um, natural 20. Boom. Yeah. So I think that on a, automatically would make... Well, what, what, as long as you're... Yeah, so the normal DC by level is 20 or 5th level. That's a so 33. Yeah, so, it, so that is a crit success, which I think gives it four rounds. Yeah, we got four rounds. That's two focus points well spent, and Majuli is alive with six HP and six temp HP. Uh, and for the listeners, in 2E, what's the Inspire Courage bonus value, and what does it improve? Uh, the Inspire Courage is a... Um, plus one status bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, and save saving throws against fear effects for all allies in the area. Woo! And that is all three of my actions. Well, then that would bring us to the top of round two. Majul- Although now that Majuli is not dying, I guess it brings us to the bottom of round one. Because <laughs> she would would still pop up and be able to take her turn. I'm not sure exactly how that works. It's fine. Majuli does get to go. Confusing. Uh, you are conscious, not dying, but you are wounded one and prone. Okay. Wounded one is on. Okay. Uh, let me see. I already used restorative familiar apparently during the last half of this session, so I can't heal myself for 1d8 times 2. Uh using my dragon. Apparently I did that already. Uh, let's see, what can I do? Yep, and I do heal six points, which is that happened at the beginning of the round or the start of the round? 
And is fast healing six, is that six turns or is that six points per turn? Uh, that's six points per turn. Um, and it goes as long oh, as wow. I sustain it. Um, At the beginning of your round. Yes. So, so technically okay, you get so the six now. She's gonna and then you also have six. Yeah. Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's up to 12. Uh, and let's see, what's going to be good against the skeleton? Ten foot burst. Everybody is around me, so that's not going to work. Uh, you know, I think she's just going to cast uh, haste on everybody, so everybody mark yourselves as hasted. And uh, she's going to take a for her last action. She'll take a swing with her uh, thing. What's the penalty for swinging from the ground in Tui? Is there a penalty for swinging to the ground in Tui? I believe so. And I will tell you the details of that right now. Uh, you take a minus two penalty to your attack rolls. Okay. In condition, can use the extra action each round only. Okay, so I do get an extra action with that. And it's a quickened condition, that's why I couldn't find the condition. 2e is fun. Actually, 2e is a lot of fun. I just have to relearn all of the uh, <laughs> terms. Okay, adding closed quickened. Okay. Uh, so then she will take two swings from the ground. Uh, so the second one's not going to hit anything because there's no bonus at all to it. But the first one is still a plus five, even with that minus two. With flanking and inspire courage. Oh, flanking and inspire courage is actually going to add another three onto that. Uh, I'll take two off the enemy's AC for the flanking. So just add the one for inspire. Okay. So that is a 14 on the die, and this is bludgeoning because it's a Karaka, or a Kakara, I mean. We'll continue to say that word wrong like I did last session. Uh, so that is a 14 on the die, so that'll be plus 6. That is a dirty 20 to hit. Dirty 20 to hit. Uh, unfortunately, you feel as a man, maybe if you weren't prone, that would have been just enough. Uh, not quite able to land the capital of Venezuela against this skeleton. <laughs> Uh, okay, then with her hasted action, she will take another swing, which this one is only going to be at a plus. Actually, it'll be at a plus three, because you said you're taking away for the uh, thing, so it'll be at a plus one. Uh, nope. That is only a four, <laughs> so she swings twice from the ground and cannot hit it. And that is her turn. Okay, but... Everyone now in the party has an extra action who are quickened and can use that action to strike or to stride only. But you get an extra action. Pretty great. Uh, and now uh, this skeleton uh, is turning its attention to Tolu, but Tolu is thousand feet away with 86 party members between the skeleton and it roughly uh, so instead it's going to pivot to this bird that is harassing it because it's oh, closest no, to bird. it and is going to uh, claw at it uh, does a 32 hit sphinx 
Okay, well, it's a bird. So yeah, that hits pretty good. Oh, hits at really good. Yeah, no, hits hits, hits critically good in, in retrospect. Oh, you're gonna kill my bird. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so just a friendly reminder to anyone listening in 2E, when you critically hit, you roll everything and double it instead of rolling double like you do in uh, Pathfinder 1st Edition. So that is going to be, I rolled pretty poor, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, one of the damage dice rolled a one. Uh, so it's only 30 points of damage. My poor bird. Okay. And I say that sincerely. I mean, granted it's not, it doesn't look quite as, as strong as the gaff, but poor Majuli was taken uh, you know, 26 in a non-crit. So I could have just done 50 points of damage to the thing. Uh, so 30. dead bird could be a lot worse. Unfortunately for Sphinx, uh, this creature does have two more actions. Uh, so... You're a murderer, sir. Uh, you know, jury's still out. Let's see how the rest of this... Uh, is it? This goes. Uh, 26 is probably not a crit, right? Not a crit. Not a crit. Eh, it's fine. Uh, that's... Uh, the exact same non-doubled, so 15 points of damage. My bird is down. The bird is down. The bird is down. Um, eight. Okay. Uh, well, then he's just going to coup de grace. I'm just kidding. Uh, instead, then, he will, uh, being a big, dumb skeleton, just kind of reach out at Hiram, not knowing yes. that uh, Majuli uh, tried to swing futilely. With the uh, with the kookaburra, so I'm going to use my reaction to raise my shield. Okay. Uh, and my by far and away lowest d20 roll of the night, only a 17 to hit. Uh, bordering on a critical fail, my friend. Ooh. Skeleton sounds oddly just like you. <laughs> uh, yeah, then that was its, you know, birderous, but because Sphinx didn't go down from the crit, if it was reversed, Sphinx would be dying too, but did not fall from the crit, and so is only dying one. But we'll have to find out what happens next time. But for now, go to bed, all of you. Pot Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and the Sundered Waves One-Shot Adventure are property of Paizo Incorporated and are used under Paizo's community use policy. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. To the show notes for additional music and licensing information. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. <coughs> Yeah, to keep that in. It's all good. <laughs> it's flanked on both sides by wooden racks. That word came out special. I never say this, but I'm drinking a fine Beach Eagle Mexican style lager. Uh, I don't know if you're drinking tried. alcoholic Mountain Dew. <laughs> I just have a vodka soda. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't every time it gets me. <laughs> Don't worry, the whole drink convo is a blooper, but it's gold. <laughs> the laughs just... I'm drinking some of Schenectady's finest tap water. Now I feel like I should get an alcoholic beverage. If you want to be cool, Sam. I am feeling very peer pressured right now. Well, no, 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 no. Wait, that's a joke. I I really, you don't have to do that, which I think you know, but it feels important for me to know that you know that. (laughs) Nothing like a late work night recording and just living your best life. Definitely being over the age of 30 and just wrecking a couple beers with no consequence at all. Just feeling super good the next day, not being exhausted, tired and dehydrated because you consume 24 ounces of beer. Yep. Wondering, is this my body What's now? What's the ABVs on this? 4.5. <laughs> oh my right. God. How young do I think I am? 4.5. Call oh, that a session. Like That's a marathon. <laughs> Delightful. This making me think of Cole being insulted by looking up the thing I'm drinking and going, it's only 5%. <laughs> like it was a personal we, affront we had to a him. Whole, <laughs> we had a whole conversation about that after. This is not relevant, but we, it's fine. Skip. Yeah, we're ruining Tiff's game. So, since the listeners cannot hear... Nope, that's the wrong one. They can, can hear. hear. Boop. That's their main skill. 